Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. Today, my guest is Pooja Chilakuri. Pooja was on my Rock Bottom Syndicate podcast, and she's on today to talk about her um, wellness practice, health coach practice. And uh, Pooja is a, a nutritional therapy practitioner and health coach in Cary, North Carolina. And in the show notes, you can reach out to her. Her email is there and her website is there. It's just her name, PoojaChilakari.com. And uh, she shares with us what she does to help people. So it's a lot, it's a little different than I, than I thought at first. Uh, and now that I've talked to her, I realize that there's some hands-on work. She can work remotely with people. However, um, she really likes to work in person because there's a lot of hands-on work that is involved. Uh, she's a uh, just such a warm soul and, and healing person and has been through her own challenges and that has really given her a lot of wisdom and insight into being able to help you. She loves science. She studies and studies and um, has so much uh, information to share with you and so much uh, caring and um, help to give you to uh, find out what is going to work best for you for your nutrition and wellness. So reach out to Pooja and I hope that you will enjoy this show. Uh, go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice review because that helps boost the ranking and um, have more people hear about me, Joyce Strong, Totally Well, and about Pooja Chilakari. So enjoy the show. Okay. Hello, Pooja. I'm so delighted to have an interview with you today. We've already met on Rock Bottom Syndicate, where you've told your story. So I'm so pleased. This is Pooja Chilakuri. Did I say it correctly? Yes, you did. And thank you for having me again, Joyce. Yeah. And um, this episode is for the Totally Well Show. So what I've I've heard your story about um, being involved in your um, with. A, a faith crisis, I guess I'd call it. So people can tune into Rock Bottom Syndicate and hear about that. But on the other side of all of that pain and challenge, um, you became a coach. And uh, and uh, the the title that we like to use, nutritional therapy practitioner um, mm -hmm. and, and a coach. And yeah. you can, well, why don't you tell us how people can find you? I want to make sure we get that part in. All right. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn and also Facebook. And email is just fine. It's just my first name, last name, and Gmail. And I do have a website. Uh, it's just my name, uh, pujachilakuri.com. So they can learn more about me there too. And I will add that to the show notes with links. And so just and to let people know, this is um, an audio and a video. So you're going to get a podcast version. But also on YouTube, I'm going to post the video version. So they'll come up at separate times. But um, make sure you tune in because they're a little bit different. And I want to make sure people get the full value of what we have to talk today. So what I wanted to talk with you today uh, is your about your expertise with nutritional therapy and how you help people, maybe uh, some of the challenges you've seen and helped people with. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so nutritional therapy, Joyce, is a little bit different from regular nutrition. It, it takes a more holistic approach, and it has a certain underlying premise that your body knows best. Right. There's an innate intelligence built into all of us. And this is the reason why, you know, even when you're not conscious, it's basically your autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. It keeps your heart beating. It keeps you breathing. It keeps you detoxing, digesting. 
And it doesn't need your permission to do these things, right? It just does them even when we're sleeping. So nutritional therapy is a very interesting modality because what it tries, it taps into the innate wisdom of the body. And it was developed by chiropractors, as you have um, Dr. Chapman, Dr. Bennett, Dr. Riddler. These were chiropractors. And they found certain reflexive points on your body where there's a concentration of nerve endings. Mm-hmm. They found that um, these points, they talk to, the, talk to the organs, meaning they carry messages from the organ to the brain and back, right? So mm-hmm. and what they discovered is that if you... If we palpate on those points and there is a tenderness, that means that organ is asking for help. Mm-hmm. Then through the tongue, we would put like food or supplements on your tongue. And while we're still palpating, if the tenderness is resolved, that means that food or supplement would work for you mm-hmm. for that organ. So it's basically looking at deficiencies not just nutritional deficiencies, but also functional deficiencies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we don't have a disease, we don't have a medical condition, but our organs and systems could be functioning less than optimum. And, you know, so nutritional therapy, that's a way to like find out if there is, you know, that if it needs help, if there is something going on that needs balancing, mm-hmm. then asking what food or supplement would help balance that organ or that system. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty, uh, I, I was just mesmerized when I first started learning. I had no clue what I was getting into. It happened by accident. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I just fell in love with it. And so it's been about seven years and I just love practicing this. Yeah. So when you say it, you learned, uh, fell into it by accident, how did you discover or learn about this? So that was back to my uh, faith crisis story. And the years between 2010 and 2013 were very turbulent, uh, just emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I knew I needed something to ground me. Um, And when I closed my eyes and just, you know, thought about the times in my life where I've been the happiest, it just brought me memories from school. I loved learning. I went to medical school in India for a very short time. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut short that um, for personal reasons. So I knew I couldn't go back to med school, but I figured I could do something close to that, you know. Sure. And plus, I was having a lot of health issues. My husband had health issues. So I just did a web search to figure out what people were doing, you know, to uh, cope with their issues. And nutrition kept coming up. And it made sense to me intuitively that, you know, learn about what I'm putting into my body. Mm-hmm. I think what I really amazing that so many people come to do what we do in, in health um, after yeah. having their own health crisis. It's really yeah. a big um, driver. Yeah. And so what I learned, what was really interesting to me, uh, Joyce, is that I used to think from a science background, right? And I used to just think that once you have a condition, the same protocol should apply to everybody. Mm. But what nutritional therapy taught me is this whole bio-individuality. What works for me may not work for you for that time. That thing is still good. Like I think of of vitamin C, I think of oranges, you know, I think of uh, fruits and veggies. Those are all good things and we should be eating them. But some, some people are not digesting them very well. So for them, it becomes at that moment. Uh, not a good thing, right? They need to first resolve the digestive issue mm-hmm. so they can actually absorb what they need from uh, 
what they're eating. And so I work a lot with um, digestive symptoms when people are having digestive distress because by palpating on their stomach, their um, liver, their intestines, and then using the tongue, it's called lingual neurotesting. Okay. And so by using the tongue and the taste buds to figure out what food or supplement would work. Mm -hmm. So using that for 30, 60, or 90 days, that's why it's called therapy because it's not, it's not long-term. Mm-hmm. We would just use that for a short period of time to see if we can resolve that situation mm-hmm. and then work more on a maintenance diet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what types of deficiencies do you see? Oh my gosh, the, this is this blew me away because I, I couldn't believe it because we're all eating a lot of, I mean, there's an abundance of food around us. And it shocked me to find that every single person I work with, except for one person, had minerals deficiency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, minerals are like the spark plugs of all the chemical reactions in your body. So it's no wonder we're walking around feeling low energy and tired and low mood. And, you know, it's a lot that they do. And they also, some of them will uh, regulate your major hormones, like your thyroid hormones, insulin, um, immunity, like there's like a ton of things they do. And that was the number one deficiency that I found. When, when you say minerals, what are you talking about? I'm talking about calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, you know, just the, tra- um, the trace minerals and also the macro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. These are things we should be getting from food. And a lot of it is also because people are not digesting very well. Right. These so oftentimes are- people then are, or are consuming the food um, or um, consuming a supplement, but they're, they haven't healed their gut. Is that what you mean? They haven't healed. Yes. So, yes. so even though they're putting it in, it's not getting where it's supposed to go. It's not. And you know, what's funny is when we say gut, yes, it's, it's your gut, but it's also mainly your stomach, your upper GI tract, mm-hmm. because if it's not making enough acid uh, when you're eating, then it's not going to cleave those minerals from the food. So you're not even extracting the minerals, mm-hmm. let alone absorbing it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, important for people to, you know, like chew their food and eat relaxed. That's what kickstarts all the digestive machinery. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I've written on a piece of paper and given it to clients, chew your food, chew your food. <laughs> chew your food. And I'm like, you paid me to tell you this, so you have to do it. <laughs> Well, I think also that that combined with with one of the uh, biggest selling um, medicines, <laughs> so-called medicines um, that that's out on the market now is our, our antacids, things that help us have less stomach acid. Yes. And those have a place. But what I, I really believe they were developed for short term use. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is really, really struggling with heartburn or acid reflux, I see value in that because you don't want to burn your esophagus, you know, when all that acid comes up, you definitely don't want that. But where I see the most danger, and I worked with a client one time that had been on antacids for years, and she didn't realize um, she was being treated for depression. But really what her her issue was that all those antacids had blocked the acid production and she wasn't getting her minerals and she definitely wasn't getting the B12 mm-hmm. and vitamin B12, you know, that's big for your nervous system. Sure. And 
when we worked together, her light bulb went on and I was like, oh my God, this is such a low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. You are not depressed. You need vitamin B12. So yes, there's clinical depression. Yes, there's, you know, that stuff is real. But I think a lot of times we're just sweeping people under an umbrella label diagnosis where it's something else that's going on and that's not the real issue. Yeah. It's really hard to, um, for people to wrap their head around, oh, this food is going to make this pain or mental issue go away. Like they can't tie it together especially yeah. if they're depressed or not feeling well. It, it's harder for them to grasp it's, that something so, like you call low-hanging fruit, something so simple as yeah. Um, as digesting your food could make a difference. Yes, and that's what I, I tell people, if you've been on antacids for a long time, mm -hmm. it's time to maybe start weaning. And I never do anything without the doctor's um, yeah. consent because that would be very irresponsible. You know, So if I'm working with someone to wean them, I want them to be in touch with their doctor and I want us all talking because we're not helping someone if we're just doing our little piece over here and they're doing their little piece over there, you know, and we're not talking to each other. That doesn't help the person. I'm glad you brought that up because I see a lot of times people, um, people reach out to me for help or you for help. And then they have a doctor and then they have an acupuncturist and then they have a chiropractor and they, they have so many people and they keep us all separate. Yes. You know, that often happens. So I want to urge people, anybody listening to this is, um, as Pooja said, really, if you have a team, help the, you know, do your part as well to help the communication between yes. the team members, because we, we really do need you to be getting one message and be collaborating. And if you hide, even, in, you know, not on purpose, but if you hide information from us that way, we really are not going to be able to help you and we don't want to hurt you. Right. And you know what, um, Joyce, that's why I've started asking people up front. I ask them for their blood work. I ask them to bring in all their supplements mm -hmm. because sometimes what happens is they've been going around, you know, like you said, uh, chiropractor, acupuncture, and then they come see me and I'm already thinking, oh, they need to be on, we can check this, this, this supplement. I would test it. I wouldn't just recommend it. Mm -hmm. But what I found over and over is sometimes people walk in with three bags three bags and I'm going but you don't need this if you're taking this because they haven't even checked to see if they're overlapping yeah yeah right and that's overdose with you know certain vitamins can be too much or you know just yep. knock things further out of balance that's right that's so true because just like anything else there's a sweet spot vitamin d you know too little is not good but too much is not good either yeah so yeah. Yeah. so it's so, just so go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, and it's it's kind of funny, like when I first started doing this, I myself had a hard time believing that not having enough vitamins and minerals could create so many symptoms in our bodies. But, you know, then I started reading and I said, oh, my goodness, before they discovered that citrus fruits could uh, help with scurvy, two million people died. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was just vitamin C alone. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it. They're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Food is information. And I think, you know, scurvy is a more extreme situation. But, yes, of course. Yeah, of but course. The, um, the idea of, of food being information for your, for your body yeah. to communicate. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. Scurvy is extreme. And I think that's what we associate when we think of nutritional deficiencies. I used to think beriberi, rickets, malnutrition, scurvy. And that, that was the aha moment for me that it doesn't have to be that extreme. Mm-hmm. That it could just be headaches and fatigue and mood disorders and panic attacks. Like these things could be caused by underlying deficiencies too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you um, uh, deal with taking things out of the diet at all with people? Do you have discover, um, I don't know, food sensitivities or just that foods don't work well for people that could be causing problems? Uh, so this is what I do. I don't do the blood work for that. I have um, other colleagues that I refer people out to for functional blood tests mm-hmm. because that's outside the scope of uh, my practice. Yeah. And if they want to go get like an allergy panel or whatever. But what I do, Joyce, and I tell people if, if they're willing to engage and really invest in themselves, uh, to start with first just trying to keep a food journal and eliminating like one food at a time. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the blood tests are really great and it's a very quick way to catch things and they will catch a lot more than we could, you know, just with elimination. But Sometimes uh, the big ones like dairy and eggs and gluten, we can certainly do those through a food journal. If people start paying attention to how they feel when they eat or don't eat those things, Mm -hmm. so I will have them remove something for 21 days and see and keep a food journal and write down everything they feel and what's going on. And this makes them more invested and they start listening to their own bodies and they're paying attention, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of work for people sometimes to do that. I, I find resistance and, and also even with a journal, people don't remember everything. No. And also with the journal, it kind of puts them on guard. I know like, well, you know, uh, well, I guess they try to eat better when they're writing things down. <laughs> Yeah. But I definitely say to people, go get your blood. Like there are great allergy panels out there and I just refer them to the functional doctors for that. Yeah. But I, li- I do like that you are able to, to, to give them strategies if they don't have the budget for the testing right. or some of the more right. advanced testing um, or, or in addition to that, being able to see, well, let's test and, and just see how you feel. It's not forever. We're not taking everything away. Yes. Yes. Well, there is a neat little, and it's not, I don't want to say that it's not scientific because that's debatable. This was developed by a doctor and I think it's in the 1930s and Dr. Cocos Pulse Test, if you Google it, it'll show up. And um, it's not like your allergy test where you can literally, you know, check for antibodies or whatever, but it gives you a sort of an idea. If you put a food on your tongue, and you taste it for about, I think, 30 seconds to 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if your heart rate goes up by more than six or eight points, mm-hmm. then you're likely having an immune response to that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very back of the envelope kind of a quick screen method. Yeah. But really, the blood test is, is great. You know, if you can afford it, that's the best. But I like what you said, too, about when you eat this or don't eat this and do it in a, like a scientific study, you know, N of one, uh, try not eating this for consistently and see if you feel different, just notice. So for Mm -hmm. example, 
um, have nothing of dairy for, yeah. you know that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the best way to do it. Like let your body, you know, kind of tune into your body and listen and mm-hmm. it will tell us our bodies talk to us a lot. We just have, we're not have in the habit of listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. So helping, which is a really good segue for me because I wanted to make sure we get to talk a little bit about mindset um, and how, because you're also a coach and you know how to help people make those transformations. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about coaching and how, um, or give an example of how that skill that you have has helped um, you be a better nutritional therapist and, and give better care for people? Yes, of course, Joyce. I mean, that's the whole reason I even went and uh, got a coaching certification is what I found in the very first year of doing nutritional therapies. I could tell people what to do, mm-hmm. but some, but you know, I couldn't make them do it. And the follow up was getting harder. And you know, you have to follow up and keep doing those things to see results. So it was like a, not a win win situation because if they come see me and they don't see results, then it doesn't help me and it doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, I decided, okay, let me just see what this coaching thing is about. Uh, one of the things as a coach that I learned that I, I'm really grateful for is to be a listener, mm-hmm. to really listen. And I have to set aside all my prejudices and everything I know, because it doesn't matter how good I know an information and what I'm telling them. It doesn't matter how good that information is. Mm-hmm. It has to make sense to them and it has to sink in. Mm-hmm. So just having conversations with people, and sometimes we don't even talk about the issue at hand. I had one client I work with; she loved art. So instead of having her do like a food journal where she was writing things down, I had her draw everything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's make this fun. Let's make this play. Let's not it let, let it not be threatening. Like, oh my gosh, I have you know to do this, and it's like a performance pressure or anxiety, right? Yeah. So um, with the coaching piece, it's, it's um, what it does for me is it's very humbling. It makes me set my ego aside because I think something works for someone. And then during coaching, they discover answers for themselves that work even better. Mm-hmm. And so it's very humbling for me like to shut down my brain and listen to them and go, okay, we'll try this, mm-hmm. you know. So, so think, you're empowering the person to heal themselves and do the work yes. to be engaged. Yes. Thank you for saying that because that's how, because that was the part that I had to learn that it's not about my expertise. It's not about what I know. It's not, a, it's not even about what their bodies are telling me, you know, it's what they believe because sometimes that whole effect is way more than anything you and I could do. It's their own belief. They have the, um, placebo effect I don't even know if that's not even what it is but it's just yeah when they believe they change they um yeah well they're ta- you're helping them own their power which yes. is the big challenge that you had in the faith crisis so they become empowered to yes. advocate for themselves and trust their own signs and I it, it makes me so happy, Joyce, because I had a client one time I was working with, and we were not able to resolve her digestive issues. 
and I were, I had many sessions with her, and I knew that there was something she must be doing that we were not hitting upon. And you know what? She discovered it for herself. We kept the coaching sessions back and forth. We were talking, and then she said, "I know what it is," and it was a Chinese herb that she had been taking for something. Mm-hmm. But again, it was something she was supposed to take short term. She didn't realize it, and and I missed that somehow. But she. And then that was done. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the um, that I'm, I'm I'm noticing um, over the years of working with people is that we as coaches seem to spend more time with our clients than um, a typical allopathic medicine person, a nurse practitioner, doctor is allowed to. It's not their yes. fault, but they're in a system where it's 15 minutes and they have a waiting room full of people. They take insurance. They're getting paid. There's there's no incentive for them to, or even time for them to learn some of the stuff we know. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about the amount of time and the process that um, you, as a nutritional therapist and coach, spend with people. Absolutely. My first session always takes ninety minutes or more mm-hmm. because it's very involved. There's a lot of trying to get to know the person mm-hmm. and exactly what's going on and, you know, just uh, the hands-on, the palpations and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it's a lot of emails, exchange, texts, um, and just sometimes phone calls, but mostly emails and texts. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we, sometimes I have to go off and do a little research because they come up with stuff that even I have to think like, so, you know, so there's that piece. And then of course the follow-up sessions also always take at least an hour, if not more. Yeah. Because there's yeah. just so much to talk about, you know, it really is. And once they open up and start sharing, you don't want to stop that because that's part of the change process. Mm-hmm. So that They hear themselves say things, you know, that has the solution in it. Mm-hmm. I think it takes- it's really important for people to know the difference and how, how they, um, how we really get to know them as coaches mm-hmm. and yes. because, you know, partly because of how much time and they get to be heard. And it's a, it's yeah. oftentimes too, if I'm at the doctors and I know they're going to rush me through, I'm in my amygdala like I'm trying I'm in my panic place and I'm trying to make sure I can yes. they cut me off and send me out that I get everything and that I remember everything sometimes it yes. just takes me longer so I really appreciate um people like you and professionals like you who take time with people um, Thank I think you. It's huge and I don't know that people see the difference I, I'm glad we got to, to talk about that yeah me too and I miss some of them when they're uh, you know, when they're fine and they're going off. And so I try to stay in touch with them. So you build relationships too. It's very rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's part, I think of it as a healing relationship because yeah. you know, they get to redo. It's not therapy that way. Not, you know, I know you say no. it's not um, psychological therapy, but it's really, you know, creating a relationship and re and discovering yeah. yourself and knowing that you're not broken, um, but yeah. you're not well. And yes. so we can heal the, the body, and it, but you're not spiritually broken or you're not functionally yeah. broken. You can do things that will reverse all these problems. Yes, because when we're physically not feeling good, I think that's when everything else, you know, the spiritual, mental, emotional, uh, the effect is just compounded, right? 
Yeah. If our bodies are supporting us, we have the confidence in other areas as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful holistic approach. We're almost out of time. And I, I wanted to say a couple of things. One is I wanted to hold up one of your books. I know you have several, but Thank then, you, Jesus, and then there was Jesus. So I don't know if I, um, mentioned earlier, but Pooja is also an author and she just keeps going with that. So I'm so inspired by your work and um, the holistic approach. Um, anything else that you wanted to add in before we wrap up for our guests? No, I'm just grateful that we connected and I really have fun speaking to you, Joyce. So. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's so good to have um have all these connections we've developed with this technology to be able to, uh, oh, and by the way, Pooja's in Cary, North Carolina, yes. and mostly sees people in um, my office, my home office. Yeah. Um, potentially can see you remotely. So, you know, yes. definitely reach out to her. She may be able to help you this way as well. So. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you for visiting today with me, and I hope we get to do it again and yes. ways we connect. I really appreciate you. Me too, Joyce. Thank you. Mm -hmm.